Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello there. My name is Miles Jupp, and I'm just interrupting you as you listen to whatever it is that you actually want to listen to to tell you about the second series of Middle Please Umpire. Middle Please Umpire is a podcast that I, Miles Jupp, if you weren't concentrating when I first introduced myself only moments ago, that's not a criticism, your thoughts are your own and you must focus them wheresoever you yourself choose, host with Mark Wood, the 95-mile-an-hour bowling, England-playing, World Cup-winning, Northumberland-hailing cricket lunatic Mark Wood. It's another series of episodes of the two of us talking about cricket and indeed any other stuff that springs to mind, both with each other and also with a succession of frankly illustrious guests. We lift the lid on Mark's life as an international sportsman, basically he spends a lot of time icing himself, and take you on a whistle-stop journey through the windmills of his mind. I, a mere fan, listen to Gog, giggle excitedly and try and draw comparisons with my own rather more mundane existence. All episodes of Middle Please Umpire are available right now from your favourite podcast providers. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spurs Show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. We're doing a sort of bonus show this week. Uh, so many rumours swirling around in the press and social media about our next Tottenham manager. I thought I'd try and get in some people that had a bit of knowledge and could uh, discuss this. Sadly, they weren't available. Hey, hey, come on, he's here all week. So I've got three other guests instead. Firstly, for the Premier League, King of the Stats. Johnny Blaine returns. How are you, Johnny? Well, good, Mike. Thanks for having me on again. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Nice to see you. And returning, as, as he, he messaged me last week and said, when, when am I coming on? I've got to come on at least <laughs> once a season. So here we are. You're on. The author, the writer, uh, author, actor, Martin Murphy returns. How are you, Martin? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I gave you a nudge and you accepted. Yeah, I, I was straight in. Exactly, straight away. But for, the, for those of you listening who've been on the show before and go, he hasn't called me again, nudge me. I forget. Just just, just message me. And go, I've been on for a while. You come on. And making his debut uh, today on the Spurs show, uh, the eminent football writer, 
Chris Williams is here. How are you, Chris? I'm very good, thanks. I just noticed on my video that there's a, a there's a stadium in the background. I hope it doesn't offend anybody. Oh yeah, Anfield. Well, you were given that by a loved one, and he yes. had to put it up. Uh, it has a lot of sentimental value. There's a whole story there we can't go into now. Absolutely fine. Uh, Chris uh, is is one of the people on the show because he knows a bit about uh, certainly German football. And uh, we'll be talking a bit about some of the managers. Um, and also, if we've got time, we'll, we'll discuss the game against Leeds coming up. But as I said, today's primarily uh, about uh, the managers being linked with. And I'm going to give you some odds now. They're changing all the time. It's quite fascinating. Uh, so the latest odds, courtesy of William Hill, still favourites with the bookies. And, you know, the bookies rarely get it kind of wrong, really. Uh, Brendan Rodgers still the favourite on 7-2. to two. Coming in now, it's like um, Tony Blackburn, coming in now at number two. Um, really coming, actually. Now 9-2, to two, Graham Potter has gone from 10-1 to one and is more than halved to 9-2. to two. Uh, Scotty Parker, 6-1. to one. Santos, 6-1. to one. Conte of Inter Milan, I think this is a weird one. Uh, we another another ex Chelsea manager. He's now eight to one. Ten Hag has only done an extension of a year on his contract. He's still eight to one. Uh, Rangnick, I'm sure we'll talk about. Also one of the favourites. He's now seven to one. And then sort of sixteen to one. Bar. There's one new addition to the betting, and all because of the Spurs show. And I know this for a fact. Emma Hayes is now on the official list. Emma Hayes is now sixty six to one to be the next Tottenham coach. Thank you. That's the power of the Spurs show. <laughs> Yap on about something too much and the bookies go, they might know something. I don't know. We better put it on the list. I know nothing. Um, anyway, um, Johnny, we'll, we'll start with you um, because I, I, I do love your sort of tats, the sort of little arguments you have on, on Twitter with various people uh, uh, of, 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 of many, many arguments. Who, uh, firstly, Jose, was it right? Was it the, um, you can argue about the timing. Was it right to see him go? Yeah, I think I was the last person supporting Jose and yeah. I had to turn the light out when I left. <laughs> um, but I think, I think it was, I, I was done too, by the way. Yeah. Like, I think it became clear that he'd rubbed so many people up the wrong way. Like, you only even have to look at Bergwijn, who's suddenly back playing, <laughs> suddenly back posting on social media. Like, I'm not saying we need Bergwijn, but it just, it's so apparent that he rubs so many people up the wrong way. And once you start doing that, it's time to go. I don't really care about the whole, oh, if you won the League Cup, we'd have to have done this or the other. I just think it was the right time and he had to do it. Yeah, Chris, I mean, as a sort of, you know, an outsider, Tottenham is not not your 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 team. Uh, but as someone who writes professionally on this, did you think at the time when Pochettino left and Jose came in, what was your initial reaction to that? Um, I was actually quite shocked because um, Pochettino had had a... I thought he was building something pretty good. The, the season before he left, obviously, got to the Champions League final. Um, was probably one of the worst Champions League finals I've ever seen in my life. But I, I wasn't a neutral. So for me, it ended quite well. But the, the way Spurs got there, the way they played, if you remember that Ajax game, that was a fascinating game to watch. Um, we'll never forget. Uh, yeah, and well, no one will ever forget. No one will ever forget those two matches that, that followed each other that night that led to the final. But you know something with Jose Mourinho that, you're going to get a particular brand of football. And it always seemed a bit of a step backwards for me that Tottenham would try and take that on. OK, I know the club and, and the fans were desperate for a trophy and, and Mourinho normally um, delivers that. But it still seemed a bit of a backward step, especially after what had gone on at Manchester United. It, it was 
a real strange one. If you look at Pochettino now, obviously he's doing quite well. PSG, very unlucky, really. Um, well, not unlucky to play poorly, but you know he wasn't lucky not to get to another Champions League final. Um, yeah, it seemed a step backwards for me. It didn't look like something it would last. Um, Mourinho likes to spend lots of money. You know, he wouldn't have got, he won't get that at Tottenham. He wouldn't have got it at Liverpool. There's only a few clubs in the world he'd get that at. So uh, I thought you would have gone, if you're going to get rid of Pochettino, I thought you would have gone for a manager who would maybe um, try and develop your academy players, bring in young players and, and maybe change a, a brand of football. So that didn't happen, which, which was very strange. Um, mm. But I suppose Amazon got a few good views. They, they certainly did. I mean, Chris, uh, Martin, uh, Chris touched on a point there about, I thought you'd get this kind of manager. This is the eternal problem with Tottenham Hotspur. They're kind of flipping and flopping between, this is what we want, no, we don't want this, we want someone who can bring people, no, I want someone who can just win trophies. And that's been the problem. And you could argue the, the successful managers under Enoch, Martin Yol, not first choice. Uh, Redknapp sort of came in when we were, you know, you know, two points from eight games and all that, and was a bit of a sort of left field one at, at, at the time. Um, Pochettino, certainly not first choice as well. So we've got previous here. We don't normally get it right. What kind of manager, what kind of style would you... Do you want to see another big experience, Allegri-type guy? Or would you go, you know what, Graham Potter, I'll give him a go. Not Graham Potter. Uh, me. Um, <laughs> I think as much as I'm up for giving giving someone a go, that I, I'd go Chris Hewton before him. Like Hewton was doing pretty similarly at, at Brighton. Not suggesting that Hewton gets the job either, but um, just in terms of levels, I don't. I don't think he'd be. You, you've got to inspire people to be coming back to that that ground. Obviously, you know we moved in there and you couldn't get a ticket. First of all, it was it was, it was very hard uh, to get through the kind of dial to get get in there. We were filling the place out. Now we've had not had fans there for a period of time. And when we do want to start getting people in, you want a manager who fans actually go, okay, if I'm going to be going back into that sort of environment, I want to actually watch them play football. And Yeah, it would be entertained. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, I think it will, it will probably be a more... Um, they, we tend to flip, don't we? We go, we go a sort of uh, experienced um, foreign manager that comes in Probably the ones that leave, he's got a, a list of somewhere which he, he moves through over time and, and adjusts. And then it doesn't work out. And so we get in, um, we, you know, we call up Harry Redknapp, we put Sherwood in. At the moment, it's Mason. Uh, we, we, we react to a situation. We go, OK, this isn't working. The fans aren't liking it. Let's bring in someone popular who will have a, an instant impact. I'd imagine Mason, however well he does, will only get this run of games. And then we'll probably bring in an experienced foreign manager with who will talk of some sort of plan of how we go forward. Yeah, I mean, Johnny, when you go through the list and everyone, you pulled a face when uh, Martin mentioned Chris Hewton. I pulled a smaller face, but still a face. <laughs> and whenever you mention a name, everyone immediately goes, no, no, yeah, oh, okay. The one name so far, and maybe you'll pull a face now, the one name so far when mentioned, I haven't heard one Spurs fan yet go, no, 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 Brendan Rodgers. I think he would be if you did a, a, a you know a vote or however you do this on social media, that'd be the one thing you go all right. I'm obviously Chris. You remember him very very well. We'll come to your thoughts on Brendan Rodgers in the moment, Johnny. Brendan Rodgers now has kind of not has been reported going now, but he's of course he's going to say that he's got Leicester in the chair, top four in the FA Cup. You're not going to turn around the press and go yeah, Tottenham big club. Yeah, I'd like to go. I mean, you're not going to say that unless you're an idiot, but. 
rumours are behind the scenes, they've saved a lot of... Jose Mourinho going to Roma now. Tottenham have saved probably around £10 million they were going to give to someone. They've got, oh, we got it back, we got it back. That's a lot of money, extra money now they've got to play with when it comes to compensation. What are your thoughts on, on, on Rodgers? Um, I agree with you. I've not heard anybody say no. A lot of people say, oh, I don't like him, he annoys me. But what a great coach he is, and, and I agree with that. I also agree that he's not going to sit here now and say, yeah, I'm off. He's got cup final Champions League. He's someone that Arsenal should have hired two appointments ago. Like, I'm, still I don't might, know who knows? Yeah. Well, they still might. Why is it, look, with great respect to Leicester, they've done more than us in the last few years. But I reckon we could probably draw him out there. I, t- I disagree on Potter. He's not a sexy manager. If we hired Potter, there would be such abuse thrown at the chairman I think he's done brilliantly at Brighton. I think if Brighton had a good centre forward, they would not be 16th in the league. I'm not saying I want him, but he's not my first choice, but I wouldn't be that angry about it. I want Rodgers. <clears throat> the interesting thing about Ten Hag, I, I think he signed, I think he, they basically gave him that extra year, which was in their favour. I wouldn't be surprised if Ajax are just looking for more compensation for Ten Possibly. Hag. Yeah. I'm not convinced he's totally out the running. Well, he hasn't dropped out the running. Like I said, according to William Hill, he's still 8-1. to one. Chris, you you obviously watched football under Brendan, Brendan Rodgers. Arguably, you could argue they were one, you were one slip away from the title then at uh, at Stamford Bridge. Uh, what was he like to, to... What was that Liverpool team to watch week in, week out? Well, it was quite strange to watch because they, they were poor and then they hit this <laughs> run... They, they hit this run of form. Um, and that was down to Brendan Rodgers. A lot of people will say, actually, it was down to Luis Suarez. But Brendan Rodgers changed the, the system slightly, tweaked the formation, and Liverpool just expanded on fire and went on this unbelievable run that, you know, as you said, only ended at the very, very last stage. Um, the season after, Liverpool were horrendous. But I'd, personally, I don't know how much that that almost winning the title and then the throwaway at Crystal Palace. I don't know how much that mentally affected the players because they never really stepped up after a game. And when Klopp came in, he he, he got rid of them all. He said he wanted players with a higher mentality. Um, so I think he plays good football. I was lucky enough to go and cover um, Bayern Munich it, it, when they played up in Celtic. Um, also, I'll be Leipzig when they played up at Celtic under Rodgers. Um, they played good football. Um you know, I think he's a good coach. If you're looking for a coach who can develop youngsters, you know, he's got that. He's got that academy background. Um, he's he's a, he's done well for himself at, at Leicester. Um, obviously, a bit of a one or two horse race in Scotland, um, but he still did very well with Celtic. And he's come down to Premier League and proved himself once again. Um, if he got time, that, that would he get the time though? Would he expected to be turned Tottenham into? title challenges inside one or two seasons. I'd maybe just say, don't let him buy players because you could end up with Joe Allen and, and Barini again. Um, <laughs> he, he did he did buy a few iffy players, but if you've got someone above him, a director of football, he didn't really have that at mm. Liverpool. But um, as a as a fundamental coach, as in balls and bibs and, and tactics, I think he's a spot-on coach. Yeah, I, I agree. Martin, I'm, I'm just going to go through that. One of the other names connected... And I see why, because he was at Tottenham, he's coached at Tottenham, his coaching team are all from Tottenham. They know the Tottenham way. Scotty Parker, uh, now 6-1. to one. Do you think the relegating Fulham will probably go against him? You could argue if he kept Fulham up, he might have had more of a chance. Maybe. I, I don't know if that would really be the difference. Um, I think he's, he's just not quite 
the right appointment either way. If they if he kept him up or if they went down, I don't think really made the the difference there. He would have been um he's more like the reaction guy. He he's he's the guy that we'd have brought in um as as your Mason or your Redknapp or your show. We go, you know, he's he's the he's the chirpy London lad that you bring in to replace the the foreign manager that we've had that hasn't worked out. And so in terms of the order of things, I feel he's 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 not at the right place in the line in terms of Levy's thinking. It will be um yeah, I, I can't see it being Scott Parker. I love I love him. I think he's a great great leader on the pitch, and I think he's he seems a really sort of class manager. And um, I think I think he could do well. And it I, I just don't think he's is quite the right time. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, the, the other manager Johnny that, that again. You could have argued last season. I mean, he's still six to one. He was ten to one into six to one. Is Santos at Wolves? Obviously, he shares the same agent, I believe, as Jose Mourinho. Played great football. Obviously, this season they had the injury to their star striker uh, and never quite recovered from that. What, what do you think about Santos and the way that Wolverhampton Wanderers play football? Not for me. I, I think they've been really dull this year. I think they played good football last year. Yeah, they have missed Jimenez. I think they're really dull. He seems to be set in one formation and doesn't venture from it. Um, and how much of the influence Mendes has, will Mendes have that much of an influence on Tottenham? Obviously, he's got a great stable of players. Um, I, he's not somebody I want. Fair enough. Look, let's. Uh, we're going to talk next about uh, Ralph Ragnick, and we're going to do so after this very short break. And we're back from the break. Don't forget this season in association, we are in association with uh, William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. I gave you the odds there earlier. Go to williamhill.com if you haven't already downloaded the app. Go and check out the website and the app for all the enhanced prices in the build-up to kick off very quickly with Leeds coming up. We are 21-20 to 20 to win at Leeds on lunchtime. Gareth Bell, who's got his hat-trick in the last game, 7-2 first goal. Uh, we've drifted now. For us to qualify for the Champions League, we're now out to 9-1. to one. Uh, To get in the Europa League, we're 6-5 uh, to five on to get top six. Now, one one uh, manager, Chris, I think it was um, Das Bild said, he signed, it's happening or whatever. And then I think that journalist sort of backtracked and said, oh, I didn't mean that after saying he signed. It was very, very strange. Is obviously Ragnick. And what's in his favour is you talked about a director of football. He's been a director of football. He's currently without a club. And he, he turned Leipzig into a, a football power, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Obviously, they've got the backing of Red Bull there, but they weren't bankrolled as such, like, like a PSG, for example. They did operate within a framework. But he's done his coaching. His coaching journey comes from um, academy level um, into Hanover and Stuttgart and, and then up into more familiar names you'll have heard of, like Schalke, where he, he had two stints successful winning the DFB Pokal, so the German equivalent of the FA Cup. Um, and then he started this journey at, at Leipzig and not just at Leipzig, he was the globe, they, they call it the global soccer head of, uh, of the Red Bull empire, if you want to call it that. So um, recruiting players and bringing players in for um, Leipzig and for Salzburg, bit of a sausage factory there, come into Salzburg, move on to Leipzig and, and then Breakfast. onwards. But yeah, yeah mm. he's... Um, he, he, he's brought in some 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 big players, like Sadio Mane passed through that establishment. Naby Keita hasn't done particularly well in England, but he did do very well um, in Germany. And the success of Leipzig is built on his foundations, really. Um, 
and he's been linked with other clubs, most notably of late AC Milan and, and Eintracht Frankfurt but and Schalke again, but that didn't work out. Um, he likes to... Not, he likes to own quite a bit which and he's very successful, which I think threatens a few people. So if, if Ragnick was to come into Tottenham, not only would he be the head coach, he'd be the manager, but he'd also want some sort of responsibility like a director of football. So at supervisory board level, and he can normally do that job better than the people that already do it. So there's a bit of a frightening there. That actually happened in Schalke. Schalke wanted to bring him on there. They've been relegated this season, massive club in Germany fourth biggest by membership. He wanted to bring Ragnik back in, um, but those on the supervisory board voted in by its members felt um, a little bit unnerved by that. And you know they walked out in the meeting and that and that broke down. And he does like a, a set way, um, which reportedly put AC Milan off and put Eintracht Frankfurt off. But as I say, it's because he's successful. Um, when boards hire him, there's, there's personnel on that board that know he can do their job better and he can do the coaching job, and he can do the recruitment job, and he can do the training. So he has been waiting for, for a big call, linked with the England job not that long ago. Um, I think that would have been a tremendous appointment for England if they could have ever got over having a, a German manage them um, or, or look after their national side. But yeah, I, I think he would thrive on, on the challenge in a Premier League. And he's very driven. Um and he's a he's a big draw as well. And some of the names you mentioned earlier, especially go back to Brendan Rodgers, Liverpool had a real problem bringing in quality players. It was Steven Gerrard that was texting them and asking them to come. Players want to work for a well-known manager. And, and Ralph Ragnick has that respect across Europe. So that's another thing that may play into Tottenham's favour if he was to join the club. Tottenham board, I hope you're listening to that because I think that was a glowing a glowing uh, review of what he can do. It's interesting, uh, Johnny, what Chris said there. As we know, Tottenham don't have a director of football. There's a lot of pressure on Levy at the moment to get the next one right. There's a huge argument for him to be doing less on the football side of things, which one could argue he has, because of the stadium, be doing less and had his eye off the ball. Um, we know, we all, everyone out there knows of the problems we've had and the, not signing him on for two transfer windows. That, what Chris said to me, ticked to me a lot, a lot of boxes. It's funny because when you start to blame, it's always blame. And it's, it was Jose, it was Levy, it was Potts for not doing so well in the transfer market. Then suddenly you start peeling the onion. There's more names. As people start to talk about Steve Hitchin, I'm not going to badmouth Steve Hitchin. I don't know him. But if he's signing, if he is the one going out and scouting the players, you could argue that some of the players we bought have not been up to speed. So is that him? Is that Ochettino? Is that, I don't know who it is. But if Rannick's going to come in and take and oversee all of this and he's got a track record, then fantastic. But is he going to be allowed, as Chris says, put noses out of joint. I'm not sure that's going to happen at all. Yeah. What do you think, Martin? I, 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 you know, I, I, you know I, I, I don't know much about him personally. Obviously, Chris does. And what Chris said, though, I, I think it's extremely interesting with where we are currently as a club. This, I, I think this could work. Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, I, I've not heard much about him before today. So hearing that, uh, he, he sounds like a, a great option. It's it's whether he'd be allowed to operate in the way that he wanted to, and uh, it doesn't tend to happen with us. I mean, I think in terms of players that um, managers have actually wanted and been able to bring in, I'm, I'm thinking about probably to Scott Parker. I remember like Redknapp being able to bring in Scott Parker and Adebayor, who were um, not at the sort of age uh, that we were sort of aiming to sign, not, not the type of players we were 
thinking of, but Redknapp had managed to, by getting results in his time there, had managed to convince Levy to actually sign some players that the manager wanted. A lot of the time you get the impression it's not it's not really players that the manager... You probably, you know, you, they'll probably do a list and, and there'll be... Well, famously, that was Sahar and Ryan Nelson coming in <laughs> as we were going for the league... Yeah. January, Ryan Nelson, Blackburn and New Zealand and, and, and Louisa Ha came in. We were like, when well, we just need to kick on. We've been there so many times, haven't we, Martin, when it's just... Absolutely, and it's it's that. So it's it's if you bring in a manager to do a certain thing uh, and then you're not going to let him do that, what's the point? So mm. it'd, be, it'd be a bit about going, are we... Are we going to let him come in and do what he does? Yeah, no, absolutely. Chris, I mean, the other names there, I mean, any of these uh, stand out for you? Uh, Benitez, Allegri, Klinsman, Martinez, uh, um, Gasparini, I don't know much about, Atalanta. Any any there you sort of think, oh, I could see them doing well in the Premier League and doing well at Tottenham? Um, Klinsman stands out for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he's had, he had a terrible time at the US men's national side. He came in and had his own version of the Damned United at, um, Hertha Berlin, where he was there for a couple of weeks. Um, maybe he foresaw some of the problems. Hertha are in a relegation zone, had tons of money pumped into them. Um, they've got one of the best squads in Germany, but they find themselves at the wrong end of the table. So maybe he foresaw that. Um, Benitez, I think, would get Tottenham playing well. He, he seems to have done quite well everywhere. He did obviously did very well at Liverpool um, until his time, sort of, you know, that cyclical process of a football manager ended with his time at Liverpool. He did quite well at Chelsea, although he was never liked because he, he was ex-Liverpool. And the Newcastle fans loved him. Um, he'd be a big draw. Players would want to play for him. Um, it's whether it's whether the style of football under Benito is not that it's ultra-defensive, but it's not as attack-minded. But he could win you games 1-0, 2-0. And, you know, you'll know if you win 38 games 1-0, you win the league. Simple as that. So that could be um, something there. I mean, Ten Hag is another great... Uh, manager that you, you know, or the coach that you've mentioned that Ajax was linked with Bayern and Dortmund for a while in Germany um, and of course unfortunately you, you missed out on Julian Nagelsmann who seems to be a Spurs fan on the side um, yeah that would have been, I think that probably would have been the best appointment if you could but Bayern have gone in there um, I think maybe Benitez would would get my vote because he knows the league lives in the country there's no adaptation for him really his family are very happy in England um, and he's he's a well-known, proven track Premier League manager. Yeah, I think that's very good points there, Johnny. Any one of those names? Anyone else? That, or maybe not on this list that you sort of go. Uh, I, I think known Tottenham so well, and you know what kind of manager you've got to be, and the players that he's got to. You know, we talked about improving certain players and and keeping. You know, improving the big players, improving the ones coming through. We've got people like Skip probably coming back next season. Sessignon had so much promise, done well at Hoffenheim. You know, we want him to sort of get playing well next season. Anyone there that stands out for you, Johnny? Atalanta have played great football for you know three, three, four seasons now. I think it's a risk getting someone in from Serie. I'm not. It's not this Paul Merson, no bloody foreigners thing. I just think we should get somebody from the Premier League, and that ultimately could be Benitez, who I'm not sure I want. The, the first two names for me, Rodgers and uh, Potter. Again, Potter is a, is a risk, but I, again, I wouldn't lose sleep over it. I'm not sure I want to pluck someone from uh, abroad. Allegri is another name. He seems to just disappeared. Yeah. The papers always go, oh, we can't speak English. I mean, it's like, well, 
that's always the scene the thing levered against them. well neither could Pochettino yeah yeah exactly yeah but he also doesn't speak English Pochettino didn't, didn't speak English um, I'm not sure I want to just take a risk on, on anybody yeah Martin you, you're oh no, you, you've, got, you've got to disappear in a minute uh, if you're Daniel Levy and we're now going go on what's the appointment now this is your list who would you plump for? I think, I think it is Rogers. Um, I mean, there, there is something about Klinsman that is just a little bit exciting. Just, we, it, just from that feeling back of 1994, you know, when when we signed him. That maybe he can still play for us. He did in the in the seniors game, didn't he? The, the game against Inter Milan in the one of the events there, and he still looked pretty handy up top. But um, I think in terms of that excitement he'd bring, and in, uh, would, would be fun. And in terms of when he took the Germany job, the way. He, he listened to the country about the sort of football they wanted to play and then made sure that that was brought in at every level throughout you know, the, the country. That would be something that Spurs have, have been missing that, certainly under Mourinho, in terms of the way we want to play football and that being something throughout the club. So that that would be a bit exciting, but it's probably not not realistic. I think Rodgers is, is the realistic appointment and I think he'd do a good job. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, thanks for that. Very, very quickly for premium content, including a daily news show, expert interviews, an original documentary series on Spurs. Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Spurs show season ticket holders. You can now sign up, become season ticket holder, come to all our monthly events, which finally we can hopefully keep start doing again. Go to season.spursshow.net. Count season ticket holders will be joining us on May 25th. Myself and Theo Delaney, Paul Coit and ex-Tottenham defender Dean Austin will be joining us. Follow us on Facebook, our Facebook page. It gets very lively on there, let me tell you. Our Twitter and Instagram. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, leave us a review. Gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for your time. Chris, where can people uh, find your uh, football writing? What's the best place to go if people want to hear more about what, what you've got to say? Um, well, you could probably find it on Twitter, but I've just taken a step back from Twitter. So I've started a, I've started a new role, um, which is a little bit dull. It's in sports policy and finance and governance. Um, but when I when I do tweet um, articles, I, I tweet it from my Twitter account, which is Chris78Williams. And hopefully I'll be able to get back to Germany as, uh, as soon as the new season starts. Absolutely. Johnny, are you, are you going to be pulling up 60 quid uh for the game against Villa? Yeah, I hope to be there. Uh, walk past the protesters into my seat. Um, yeah, I hope I get a ticket. Yeah, I think, well, but if, if Twitter thing to think, well, it looks like no one's going. I think you're, you're, you're swanning. Could be on the bench. Martin, uh, thank <laughs> you for coming on. Are you going to go to the... I mean, I, the, the six o'clock kickoff's done it. I know there's loads of arguments about the 60 quid and Arsenal charging this. I, I, I get those arguments. I think it is too high. But the six o'clock thing's done it for me. The, yeah, it's. I can understand it. I mean, I live on Park Lane, so it's it's all right for me. I can finish work and just stroll up. I'll be in the Annie. Um, and if I get a ticket, I'll be there. Otherwise, I'll, I'll be watching it. On, on the road so I'll be around I'll see what's going on lovely brilliant well look thank you so much Johnny Chris lovely to meet you Martin thank you for coming back on uh, Theo Delaney will be here on Tuesday uh, with David Harris Chris Slegg and Tom Dean uh, let's hope we get another big three points at Ellen Road Saturday lunchtime until next week come on you Spurs this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.